When you hear the word banner, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I think about the banners that are hanging in the gymnasium at my kid's school, marking the state champion games that have been won and the, the county finals and, and the milestones. And, and then I also think about back to my junior high days when I was in the marching band, which I hold that loosely, but in front of us, there was a banner that was held uh, announcing that this is the school coming forward, right? Um, and then there's also banners that I will hang up to mark occasions. Like when my daughter graduated from high school, we hung up a banner. And so this idea of banners, when we think of it from that perspective, is kind of interesting. Uh, as we go in and study this name of God, the Lord is my banner, that Moses gave to the Lord in uh, Exodus 16. So I'm looking down at my Bible here. And if you're joining me for the first time, I am so glad that you're here. My name is Lisa Pulliam. I am the founder of More To Be, and we are studying God's word, looking at his names and attributes. And so this week we are looking at Genesis uh, 17, and uh, the key verse is, and Moses built an altar named, the Lord is my banner. He said, indeed, my hands is lifted, are lifted up toward the Lord's throne. The Lord will be at war with Amalek. From generation to generation. So context, right? We got to go back and look at what is happening here. So the beginning of the passage starts with the entire Israelite community left the wilderness of sin, whatever that was, <laughs> the wilderness of sin. And actually I did look it up and sin, it was the name of the location, uh, but they were in the wilderness of sin, moving from one place to the next, according to the Lord's commands. They camped at Rephidim where there was no water for the people to drink. So the people complained to Moses, give us water to drink. Why are you complaining to me? Moses replied to them. Why are you testing the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water and grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you ever bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? How quickly they forgot that they were slaves in Egypt, right? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what should I do with these people? In a little while, they will stone me. I mean, the, the tension, right? Like, this is not what you promised me, Moses. This is not what I thought was going to happen. And so the, the disaster of all this, right? The, the uh, tension, the, uh, I didn't expect this. And why am I coming from this? And you and I have like walked through that so many times. Like we moved from the boarding school to the place that we live in now we didn't know what we were saying yes to but we presumed it was going to be better and it seemed better at first and a, a year and a half into it it was like what in the world this is horrible god and in in the time that has passed we've seen the lord's hand move and provide and and transform us and sanctify us and it hasn't stayed hard the whole time but there was a point in which I sounded just like the Israelites, like I, it would be better to have been back there. The Lord answered Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders with you. Take the staff you struck the Nile with in your hand and go. I'm going to stand there in front of you at the rock of Horeb. When you hit the rock, water will come out and people will drink. Moses did this in the sight of the elders and the Israelites. He named the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites complained and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? Okay, change in thought. Now we're into a new scene and now provisions and yet another attack comes. At Rephidim, Amalek came and fought against Israel. Moses said to Joshua, select some men for us and go and fight against Amalek. 
Tomorrow I will stand on the hilltop with God's staff in my hand. And so here we have now Moses again with that staff commissioned to take the next step. So Joshua did as Moses had told him and fought against Amalek while Moses, Aaron and her or Ur went up to the top of the hill. While Moses held up his hand, the Israelites prevailed. But whenever he put his hand down, Amalek prevailed. I don't know about you, but I think I probably could hold my hand hands up like this for like 60 seconds before the back of my neck would be like, what are you doing, woman? And yeah, maybe that means I'm out of shape. But the idea of doing this for an entire battle is overwhelming. And I'm sure Moses was thinking, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Like, when did he recognize that he couldn't do it alone? And that's a question and application for us. Like, what does it take for us to recognize that we can't do life alone? And so uh, recognizing that when he Israel prevailed, but when Moses put his hands down, Amalek prevailed. So when Moses' hands grew heavy, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat down. It's the opposite of what we think we should do, right? Sit down as opposed to stand up. Then Aaron and her supported his hands, one on one side, one on the other. So his hands remained steady until the sun went down. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his army with the sword. Then Moses, then the Lord said to Moses, write this down on a scroll and remind as a reminder and recite it to Joshua. I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek under heaven. And Moses built an altar and named it, the Lord is my banner. He said, indeed, my hand is lifted up towards the Lord's throne. The Lord will be at war with Amalek from generation to generation. It's just, just this visual, right? And, and in the, the situations that I described of how I see a banner as a, as a marching band in a gymnasium uh, representing a sports team accomplishment, uh, at a celebration, these banners that mark our lives, uh, this it was community, right? All, all of these are kind of community things. And in this case, we see that this victory that the Israelites experienced included the men who were going to war. It included the women who were holding down the fort at home with the kiddos. Uh, it included Moses holding up his hands. It included the work of God through Moses holding up his hands, which were held up by Aaron and her. I mean, significant roles that had to be filled for the victory to come. And that's the challenge I think that is before us when we think of the Lord as our banner, is that we have to think, okay, Lord, who am I standing with under this banner? Who have you positioned in my life to lean on and have them hold up my hands when I feel too weak? Who have you asked me to hold up hands for when they are too weak? Who have you asked me to march with into battle? And, and recognizing that God designed us to not do life alone. He wants us to do it as a community, as a family, as a church, as a local community, as a body of Christ, that we would march forward together. And so, you know, as I'm recording this, we are in the middle of the corona pandemic. Uh, I'll be curious to know what is going to come of this. But this is a time in which we might choose to isolate. I mean, we have to be quarantined, right? So we are going into our homes and staying there. We're not supposed to go to church. We're not supposed to go to school. We're not supposed to go to, to um, public places and have large gatherings. Things have been canceled. And so all of this is bringing us inward. 
And yet, and I think there's a purpose in that, that God will accomplish. He, he's crushing idols left and right, idols of uh, sports, idols of entertainment, idols of work, idols of convenience, idols of security. The you know financial situation in America right now is not a good one. And so he's crushing all these idols. He's calling us home, right? But what does it look like to stand together as Christ followers and be a beacon of hope and a beacon of light and a beacon of, of truth as we move forward in this uncertain times? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what that looks like for you. For me, I'm stepping up my game on prayer. Uh, I'm reaching out to people that I care about and checking in on them, making sure that they're okay. Uh, I saw one gal... Uh, in a situation that volunteered to go run errands for people who can't leave their house because they've been compromised. And, you know, you can do that and leave it at the doorstep. So what will be the ways that we will come together in this battle as opposed to separate in this battle and proclaim that the Lord is our banner? I don't know where you find yourself right now as you watch this, if it will be in the middle of the pandemic or if you will have uh, tuned into this long after it has happened. Whatever, I pray that you will spend time in God's word, pursue him for a fresh encounter, and ask him to show you how to apply his truth in your life every day.